another episode on the podcast. Zoe and I are so excited today to have you with us and um, we are getting into something pretty fun today with one of our beautiful and incredible friends. So I'll let you do the honors Zoe of introducing. Yeah well welcome Kirsty Farugia. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful name. It is so exciting to have you with us and um we're going to let you introduce yourself in a little minute and tell us all about you. But, um, you know, we've met Kirsty in some really special places. And the reason why we're so excited to have her on here with us and chatting with us today is that we know her prophetic heart for hearing the voice of God is not just for um, like in one place of her life, mm. but it's actually for her whole life. Um, leaks into her family her friendships her workplaces and she's just so beautiful how she carries God's voice just in that every day and um, makes it look so easy Mm. which is so beautiful and like we always say it's way easier than you think so we are stoked to have you with us today Kirsty how are you I'm so (laughs) excited to be here I love podcasting so I love being on other people's podcasts so it's super exciting thank you so much for inviting me into this beautiful space yeah oh we're so glad to have you here and so why don't you just tell yeah like you said you love podcasting you actually have your own podcast Mm -hmm. and your own business which is incredible so why don't you just tell us a little bit about you and um what kind of makes you tick how your world runs that kind of thing sure well Um, hi, I'm Kirsty. <laughs> um, I am a woman. <laughs> got that right? <laughs> yeah, I got. Oh, there's so much about me. So yeah, I'm like, so much. I I have been married for nearly 18 years, so we're almost adults. <laughs> um, we have two beautiful children: uh, a 13 year old boy and an 11 year old girl. And they are the joys of my life. I love watching them grow and become even more of who um, they're designed to be. I met you both through what is now Greater Things International with Matt Beckenham. And you guys came along to our stuff during lockdown. Uh, So Mm. it was just so beautiful to get to know both of you I love both of your hearts so much um as you said I am a podcaster I have had um a podcast for five years now called the art of decluttering and we have a business of the same name so I'm also a professional organizer and declutter coach and that's been my job for the last 10 years and yeah, that's, I get to come into people's homes, help them to declutter their physical stuff and help them work on their mindset. Um, and we have courses and loads of stuff, virtual sessions, loads of stuff within our business. So um, that is also another part of my life that I love. Um, and that is uh, 
yeah, we're in the interesting season with that as well. And who knows what God is leading us into. I love, um, Zoe, I was just listening to your latest podcast um, and you were talking about Rosh Hashanah. I can never say it. it oh, no, right? I say it in my head and then it comes out muddled. Yeah. But I love... Um, that it is the beginning of a new year in the Jewish calendar. So when we think about the new year um, in, is it the Gregorian or whatever yeah. calendar yeah. that we live in, we always think about the new. And um, so it's exciting to be doing that um, in September, October. <laughs> um, in Because I, I love... I love newness. I am, mm. um, <laughs> Jenna knows I'm a number seven on the Enneagram. So <laughs> new, bright, shiny, new things are always an interest <laughs> to me. Um, and so, yeah, um, I'm excited to see what God is ushering in, in this next year of my life. And I'm about to turn 45. So I also feel like that is like, you know, really significant, you know, halfway to 90. <laughs> you know it's it's exciting i love this time of year i um yeah that's who i am that's a really quick nutshell version of me <laughs> oh i love it love it love it and i just um i just i love when people introduce themselves the things that they say compared to if we would have introduced you what we would have said <laughs> you know the things that come up and um just hope that as you're listening um you hear Chrissy's heart and everything that she does there. And one thing in particular that I wanted to point out was um, with the decluttering and that you have like thousands of people. This is not like a little, you know, business you run from your home. Like this is, you've just helped thousands of people around the world because you do online as well. And um, mm -hmm. I just want to really acknowledge that just how, incredible you've been and actually changing people's lives because I know lots of us listening have clutter and this is something we want to talk with you about today is um you know you you help people sort through physical clutter but there's also inside clutter <laughs> is that how we how would you word that I don't know <laughs> One of the courses that we run is called the Head, Heart and Home course. And my a friend of mine helped me come up with um, that term years ago. And I think that, that I love it because it is like the head, the heart and the home mm -hmm. and they all play into one another. And it is just an honor to go into people's homes and help them it's a really sacred space um and such a space that when you have um when you have shame around clutter or shame around the way that your house is presenting even if it's behind closed cupboard doors uh, it is such an a privilege and honor to be invited into those spaces and you know with what we've done with matt beckenham and we get um one of the things that he does in prophetic mentoring is get to to imagine a house um and that is a um an imagination and activation and it actually relates to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it really is, that they are really connected. Uh, 
and they can be really disconnected. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it is a real honor to be invited into people's homes because it can be a really shame filled environment for people. And it can also, it, it ushers in that vulnerability really quickly because they're actually allowing you to see a part of their heads, hearts and homes that not everybody gets to witness. And it is really cool to be able to speak into all three of those places and more uh, because of the vulnerability that clients show and the vulnerability that we as professional organizers and declutter coaches bring in and usher in. And we all know that we carry an atmosphere And so it's really cool to have that in mind when I walk into a person's home, I have the ability to change the atmosphere in that home because of who I am Mm. and who I'm walking into the home with and who is already living in that home and who is already living inside the people in those homes that I get to get to affect the atmosphere in that home mm. oh Amazing. my goodness can you tell us you just, I feel like we need to just pause on this because you just said you know we all carry an atmosphere like wow can you just unpack that a little bit sure <laughs> you on the spot <laughs> no I Jesus lives within the three of us and I believe that he has created everybody in his image and he lives inside everybody. People just are yet, some people are just yet to acknowledge that. (laughs) And, and there's other spirits that are able to be living and have permission to live inside of homes and inside of people as well. And so I think it's really important to acknowledge that actually the way I present to people, the way that I can listen to Holy Spirit when I'm in somebody's home, the um, tone that I set, um, Mm -hmm. the prayers that I pray before I walk into somebody's home is an opportunity to, to discern what is happening in that home and to discern what's happening in within myself as well gosh so good so good you know what's making me really excited though because Kirsty um I'm hearing this and I'm thinking about so many of us out there who carry the father's heart who carry you know like you say we can shift atmospheres because we bring you know what we have we bring peace we bring the kingdom so the kingdom mm-hmm. is peace and joy right and mm-hmm. righteousness so when we what we're literally carrying is peace or joy into a place that's the kingdom it's not a big complicated thing that we're carrying into a place and um how you've beautifully done that in the marketplace i really feel this is a significant time for us in everyday life and not to kind of shut off that part of who you are your personality how God's created you to be and say oh no that's only for when I'm at church or or I'm only like in church meetings or something I can see you like wow <laughs> I'm like how 
you both know me really well. The listeners <laughs> may not. There is no difference <laughs> between Kirsty, who's in this podcast, and Kirsty, who goes out and hangs out with my son or goes and picks up my daughter from dancing tonight or rocks up to a client's home or goes into a meeting at work. They're all the one, Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how to do live any other way. So, but yeah, that, that I know. But I think that comes back to our identity. And I think that that is one of the um, really beautiful opportunities that I have when I walk into people's home is to discern their identity by what's happening and also discern when they're not operating out of their identity mm-hmm. and when they're trying to look like Kirsty or be like Kirsty or be like anybody else that they're watching on social media or they're you know trying to be their mum or not be their mum you know like that it's an it's a just an incredible opportunity to ask questions of and get curious about people like so tell me more about this object and tell me why it is that you don't want to let go of it tell me why it is that your home you know looks like a bomb has gone off on it not that I ever use those words, you know, but like, tell me just getting curious about somebody, a client I was with today, I'd been with a few months ago and she was so agitated about her, um, a neighbor who was causing unrest and, and lack of peace in their building complex. And I was just able to say, Hey, who are you? Like, let's forget about this neighbor. Who are you? You are a strong, powerful woman who has walked through a lot of trauma and a lot of stuff in your life. You do not need to sit in what this person is doing to you. You can sit in peace. You can sit in your identity. You can sit. You can choose to reframe this you and it's not about reframing it even like you can choose to operate out of who you are mm. not who this person is and not the atmosphere that this person is bringing into your complex you get to choose that mm, so you get to good. choose who you are and remember who you are so i just like spoke life and love over her and spoke to her identity mm. and shifted the atmosphere in her home not because of not because I like it's not me that I really and it's me like Mm -hmm. let me own it as well like it's because of who I know who I am and who I see her as and who and who she is and who God created her to be and it's it's cool. It's cool to be curious about people. And it's cool when you, when I've built up a relationship with somebody that I can actually go, Whoa, like, let's stop here. And let's like, it, the world feels like it's spinning out of control for you right now, but it's not, mm. this is who you are. This is who I'm seeing right now. And let's change the atmosphere. It's so good. 
I love that you do. I love that. It's cool to be curious about people. <laughs> and I think what you're saying as well um, is that, well, what, what I'm taking from this is that we can, whether we're going into people's homes or not, because <laughs> um, it's a real privilege that you get to do that to yes. go into strangers' homes, but we can meet people anywhere with the same attitude of being curious. And it just made me think my husband, um, I wouldn't say he would consider himself an overly extroverted <laughs> person or anything, but he was in a no, chef. He's married you. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need to be anymore, does he? <laughs> we were in a, he, he was alone in a shop recently um, and he ran into someone that he vaguely knows through a club that they've been part of and um, online and I'm making this sound quite weird. It's not weird. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Okay, we're following with you. Uh, yeah, I'm tracking. Yeah, <laughs> And he had noticed that this person had recently on their social media, who's normally a really upbeat person, he'd noticed that he's kind of starting putting some non-upbeat things or just, just, it just sounded different. And so when Zach saw him, he seemed really flat as well. And Zach said to me, oh, I really didn't want to like pry. But at the same time, I felt like I couldn't just leave it. Like it was that I wanted to be curious about that. They wouldn't have even considered themselves friends. But Zach just said to him, hey, I've just kind of noticed you seem a little bit down. Like, is everything okay? And oh, it breaks my little heart. Like they've gone, just formed this beautiful friendship because, and they've been able to catch up and do their man catch ups, however that looks. And this guy just needed someone to talk to and to notice and he had a lot going on and um I just feel like opportunities like that opportunities like that woman that female client that you just had we actually come across them probably more than we think but we're so busy rushing from one thing to the next that we miss them and I think that it's so great part of being curious is slowing down right mm -hmm. slowing down and noticing <laughs> Well, yeah, it's really interesting. This client today said, oh, Kirsty, when you come in, you're like the road runner, you're really quick and efficient. And when another one of your team members comes in, she is not so much. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, and she's like, oh, I much prefer your pace. And I was like, okay, but let's get curious about why this other person may be going at a slower pace. She saw you earlier at the very beginning of your journey and decisions for you are really f hard to make. Mm -hmm. And so maybe we just need to remind my, my teammate that you have grown in your ability to make quick decisions. And so it is, my point of saying that is mm -hmm. that I I don't even consider myself one of the fastest professional organizers in my team. <laughs> There's other people who um, are really process or uh, like are really task orientated and then there's people in my team who are, are quite process orientated and process orientation in my business is like okay like let's dig as well like let's get curious as well about we're not just here to make a linen cupboard look pretty we're here to help meet your goals for what it is that you want in your home 
and sometimes it is to make a linen cupboard look more pretty and sometimes it is to be able to let go of some really uh you know hard sentimental items um and through all of it our goal is to give and equip people with the tools to be able to declutter themselves so that we want to do ourselves out of a job and we want them to change their mindset and or be transformed in their mindset so that they can do it for themselves and that they can um be less attached to their things because everything is fleeting <laughs> and we can't take it with us when we go and there's beauty and joy in our possessions as well and beauty and joy in our memories as well so it's not one or the other we don't want everybody to live a minimalistic lifestyle necessarily we want people to live um to into their vision of what what makes an abundant life for them yeah so good so good. I was just thinking about um, something of it earlier, like and how great it, this, the whole analogy of houses relates to to us and into our hearts as well. You know, like home in the heart. I love. Oh, thank you for reminding me about that lovely activation we did um, about the home with when we've done prophetic mentoring as well. I remember mine. My all I knew is my house was pretty much empty, but my windows were wide open and the wind was just blowing in, and I just could. I was just wide open, and I felt like that was the windows of my heart. I just like. Oh, okay God just let your Holy Spirit just come on in and um and just you know blow through every part of my heart and um, be that be that wide open place for God so thank you for that reminder and um and thinking about how we are um you know maybe we're open or closed and how I love like um I know I've often shared little stories about how we can um you know, in our homes, we can often hide things like under a blanket, like, you know, you might want something that you don't really like. And it's like, okay, I'll just put like something over that and make it look kind of nice. I don't know if you ever had that. And it's like, it's really thing that you don't really want. And then you like put these blankets over it. And I don't know, or you put some kind of decoration. Or you on. shove it all in the cupboard <laughs> and then close yeah. the cupboard door. Yeah, yeah. And, and try to pretend hope that you don't ever have to open it up and it fall on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and it's like that thing, like, you know, you actually have to take that thing out and you have to you know keep to keep on keep covering it is really not the ideal thing and it's not it's everyone can see it anyway I mean it's there <laughs> you know it's that where's thing. that blanket halfway up the wall yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh I'm just trying to hide that you know I love that I love that um yeah it's so not so much about making a place even in our hearts when we think about our hearts and our spiritual life it's not about taking everything out it's about what the vision is and um, being being vulnerable, I suppose, and having the things that we want need to be seen to be seen in our lives. And I suppose that really comes out of that place of identity. No more hiding. So good. <laughs> we have this, we have this um, funny little saying in my house of the two of us where one of us, being Zach, will always say, Gina, if these people come around or something and I'm in a tiz, and he'll say, Gina, we're allowed to live here. <laughs> <laughs> because you know there's this whole thought of like no clear any evidence that we actually live here clear it shove it in this room and we just will make sure nobody goes in there and, <laughs> but but it's the same with our spiritual with our mental lives that when we 
can't be comfortable with having something a bit dirty and people seeing that actually I am living here in this body, in this mind, in this with the spirit. Um, then when they do open the door because they're trying to find the bathroom and open the wrong door, it's like this traumatizing horror <laughs> that is like so blown out of proportion from what it needs to be when actually it's that whole thing you know when we go to someone else's house we don't even see the mess we don't even see it when I'm talking to Zoe or to Kirsty I don't see the messiness of your lives and your you know what you're working through or things that are mentally going on or decisions or problems I don't see any of that I just see your hearts and but when we're looking at ourselves, we're so brutal <laughs> and just feel like we have to, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a personality thing too, but I think there's a real tendency to feel like I have to have it all together. Don't you think? <laughs> we say to people, no, oh, no, that's, no, 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 yeah, I don't know what no, you're talking about, Jen. No, no, one of the things that we say to people and I say to people all the time is like people come over to your house to see you. Mm. And if they're coming over to judge how messy your place is, then they're not actually coming to see you and they don't actually care for your heart and they don't actually care about Jenna. They're coming from a place of judgment. Like, yeah, we all come in, we all may come into people's homes and go, Oh, I wouldn't do things like that. But, like not really like i want to like i'm clearly i'm australian i would love to fly over and come to new plymouth to be with both of you <laughs> and i wouldn't care i'm here to hang out with two of my beautiful yeah. friends and so i like i think that there is a lot of shame that we place on ourselves and there is a lot of judgment and I think one of the things I was thinking about as I was driving home to come into this conversation was around this theme that I've got going on with God at the moment around judgment and around I can't even think of the word right now it's escaping me um around around taking offense Mm. being offended And like, God's is really challenging me on like, why am I offended by the way that somebody keeps their house? Or why am I offended by the way, by the words that somebody uses to me? Like, why am I offended by the way that somebody shows up, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, for me, it's all about like, and, and why, yeah, just like, okay, then that it's me that's the issue here like so and not that there's an issue like not that I am an issue by any way shape or form but what is going on inside of me because I don't want people to care (laughs) we spoke went to the shops the other day on Saturday and I'm the greatest love by Whitney Houston comes on now, like who cannot sing that song? I cannot not sing that song. So I'm walking through the shopping center with my 11 year old who was mortified that I was singing a song. And um, and I just wanted to say to her, nobody's judging you because of your crazy mom. Mm. Like, 
And why are you offended? Like, why are you embarrassed? Why are you offended? Like, don't care what people think. Like that, if they want to judge you or judge me on me singing out of tune to Whitney Houston, (laughs) that's on them, not on me. And so again, like we've done a good, one of my favorite episodes of my podcast is on judgment. We, we did this episode and it was on like, if your mother-in-law is coming over to judge you, you know, and you're, she says judgmental things about your house. If your friends come in and say something and judge you, who is that reflective of? That is not reflective of you. That is a reflective of their heart and their posture and let it go. Mm -hmm. Like, who are we don't be yeah i'm sorry this is just my latest like thought bubble about being offended (laughs) Mm. gosh no it's good it's good Mm. i think all of this this conversation today probably um come to an end of our chat but this whole conversation i think is around like that there's almost the two aspects isn't it of the like don't hide things away and you know with our hearts the things that are going on like be brave be vulnerable whether that's with God with um your close friends with whoever that feels comfortable to um and on the same side of the coin um don't worry about what it's gonna look like don't you know there's no need to mm, we can we can I think it all boils down to identity, which is what you said in the beginning, Kirsty. That when we know who we are, oh gosh, people listening, when you know who you are in God, when you know his love for you, when you know the overwhelming joy that he had in creating you, designing you from before you were even born, <laughs> and when you when we really get that, or even just start to get that then what people think of us and what some of our mess looks like just become almost irrelevant. Not in a a way that we don't have to deal with it, but in a way that they don't become the main thing. God and his love and our identity and who we are becomes the main thing. And everything else just becomes a part of us walking into our wholeness, walking into our fullness and who we are in him. (laughs) Yeah. So good. I think like this, that's that flip side of that as well is that when we know our identity, everything changes, mm. you know, and that's the whole thing. I think, you know, that's that where we're touching on is like when we're not sure where we're at and, um, and we're going through those processes, it, it doesn't just affect us, but it actually does outwork itself in so many parts of our lives and um, in our homes or in our house or in those spaces. And it's not just, we may think, it's the thing that's not seen, but it is. And it's, but when we come into step into more of our identity, um, it does just literally change everything. Like it will even change your household. It'll even change your, you know, everything about your life. And I'm, I suppose maybe you're sitting in there thinking, say, well, how do I step more into that? Like, oh, Zoe, that might be fine for you. You might've grown on that journey. Um, and I suppose it's just, I don't know, let's, maybe we could end sharing something of each, the three of us, we'll just share something of that, like, how does it look like practically to step more into your identity with God? And for me, it's actually just sitting with him and allowing him to constantly speak into my heart. And then I just actually receive it. I, I actually believe what he tells me. Mm-hmm. Like when he says, those, like, you're my favorite. Like I actually let that go into my heart. 
I feel like I'm his favorite. I don't just think, oh no, he's just saying that because he says that to everybody. Everyone's his favorite. I like actually no, I am your favorite. And I am treasured by you. And I actually really let that go. And um, I'd love to hear from you guys what some of the little practical things that you do. I think jumping off that too, though, sorry, is also coming back to the vision. Like, what is God's vision for my life? Mm. Because then that also has that outworking of mm. the practical, the physical, like, what is the vision that you have for my life? Therefore, does this book, you know, that I've got sitting beside me, clearly it does because it's an important book, <laughs> but, you know, does, you know, does the things in my home work towards that vision that God has placed in me for my life or mm. are they a distraction mm. and are they clutter? Are there, is it filling things up? And then, and that can be applied to our mental space and our heart space as well like you know when you know who you are then when i think differently to i am his favorite then i can actually let that go because that's not actually the truth when i think oh he says that to everybody i can let that go i can let go of that clutter because it is actually clutter mm -hmm. in my head and my heart because it's not the truth i am his favorite mm. so um for me it is knowing who i am and then seeking god for that vision that he has for my life what do you want to be putting my hand to mm. is these things in my home helpful or a hindrance is the things that are going on in my head and the thoughts that are coming you know, is that from you or is that not from you? Mm. Is the things that I'm walking out um, and you guys are privy to some of the hard things that I'm walking out at the moment, is this aligning with your vision for my life or is it not? Like, and it is having to sit in those spaces, though, like you were saying, and really asking God and seeking God, like, and so that can be hard and especially when you've got clutter around you in the physical to you know not be consumed with making things perfect like i was just listening to you guys podcast from with matt beckham and jenna you quoted something that's around you about being perfect so can mm -hmm. you quote that again <laughs> yeah spontaneity often flows from ah uh, that's it's a completely different one that's a good one too. Spontaneity often flows from discipline. But anyway, the other one was perfection is our ability to include, forgive and accept our imperfection. Yeah. So how good is that? Like when we can go, well, let's work this out. Let's decide whether or not we are, you know, am I striving for perfection? And am I, you know, what like I've got so many thoughts in my head right now I'm like oh my gosh like wow like we really need to we don't need to do you don't nobody needs to do anything people are free <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that's um there's no right or wrong way to do life with God there's freedom in how we do life so if that is looking like your house 
um, is very well lived in at all times, Mm -hmm. then go with that. Because if that's what God's asking you to do and not be putting your hand to, to anything else, then do that. But if, Mm -hmm. and if he's asking you to put some habits in place so that you can have the spontaneity that you just spoke about, Jenna, that you can have the spontaneity to say, Hey, beautiful friend that I saw down the shops. Hey, you're having a hard time. You want to come back to mine for a beer and, you know, some cheese or wine and cheese. Like you can do that without having to, you know, Zach doesn't have to call you Jenna and go make the house perfect before this guy comes over. Like you can, sorry I'm really hijacking the podcast but I'm like really (laughs) the habits that I like for me what needed to change for me in my life to help me go because I was not always clutter free and I was a red hot mess was actually the habits Mm -hmm. and of like just putting things away when I use them to having a place for everything. So I knew where to put things away to, to just doing things now instead of going, oh, if I, the clothes are going to take me 15 minutes to hang out. Well, probably not going to take you 15 minutes, Kirsty. And if you just did it now, then at least the sun will have a chance of drying them. Like, so for me, and so I think that we can apply that to our mental and our spiritual life of like what habits do I need to form so that I can get the clutter you know it my internal life isn't a mess so what can I be putting you know what do I need to do on a daily basis or a monthly basis but also not but also having freedom in that to tack with Holy Spirit when he tacks you and to mm. go, well, actually I'm walking through a really hard season at the moment. And so it's okay to let things go and pick them back up when life is a bit easier. We go into people's homes all the time and it's because of crisis that we're in there. Mm. And so they're like, oh, I feel so shame about the way that my house has got to, but this is what I've been walking through. I'm like, that's a really good reason to have not kept your house up. You know, you've been walking through cancer or a death in the family or a new diagnosis or, you know, whatever it is for them. And it's like, well, let's just get you back to a clean slate so that you can get back to good habits again Mm -hmm. that work for you and your family. And I, I think that that's, one of my core beliefs is that God has designed us all uniquely. So what works for me and my family won't necessarily work for you and Zach Jenner and won't work for you and your family Zoe. Like that that's where we do need to ask God, what is my identity and what is the vision that you have? Because I don't want to keep up with the Kardashians. Like there's, there's no keeping up with anybody. It's about figuring out the unique story that God has designed for you. I will oh. be quiet now because we have hey. gone over time. Sorry. No, no, no. There's no time. And amen to all of that. Gosh, I love your heart for this, Kirsty. And um, I just think there's so many things that we can just take on board there. And I think that between you and Zoe and I, with what we're sharing here, um, there's this like beautiful thread that weaves it all together of knowing your identity. And I think for me, it looks like... Um, 
again, I also love the Enneagram, but and um and and I part of um my personality type in that is I'm all in my head. So um this is something new that I learned about myself in the last few years, which has been really helpful. So part of me walking out in my identity with God is realizing that the thoughts in my head need to actually, I need to get some reins out <laughs> and get them under control because I can go on a field trip with any of 50 million thoughts at once. So and I have fun, you know, you think that you're normal until you start talking to someone else and you realize actually my normal isn't your normal, but I had no idea that people were this different because we laugh about how my brain at any one time will have like at least five thoughts going on. <laughs> it like never is focused on one thing, neither. And um, Kirsty's nodding in agreement. Seven for the win. <laughs> we have the same personality type. <laughs> and so I think that for me, walking in identity is um, actually speaking to some of those thoughts and saying false, false truth and actually letting myself take pressure off and, um, you know, I've always been the bubbly one, the warm, friendly, bubbly one. And even though those are such beautiful things to be, there's pressure in being that person. So there's pre and so it's um I think for me learning my identity is being like, okay, even if I'm not those things, what am I? Here's who I am in here. The this like stable <laughs> um yeah, inner person that I am. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but I feel like for me walking in my identity in God is taking hold of my thoughts, taking them captive and submitting them to him and letting his thoughts reign supreme <laughs> and um, keeping my thoughts that are um, against anything of his, which is exactly what you two are saying as well. You've just all said it differently. <laughs> um, taking them captive. So what a, what a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much, Kirsty. And we really hope that um, if you're listening, which you, if you're hearing this, then you are, we really hope that you've, you've gotten something out of this today and that you've just been able to hear the hearts of three friends chit-chatting away about, um, about what life can look like right now. And yeah, we want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. So please feel free to pop us a message, send us an email or contact us on socials and um We'll always get back to you. So thanks for being here, Kirsty. We'll have to talk to you again soon. See you again soon. Thanks for having me.